The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcasting Network. For a full list of our shows, as well as breaking sports news and engaging feature stories, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com. Yeah, buddy, welcome to another episode of Get Paid, your one-stop shop for all things fantasy gambling and daily fantasy. You are listening to Sean and Brad. Brad, what's going on, man? Hey, brother. How are things today? Uh, Very good, man. We had a great, great championship weekend. Not so great if you're a Saints fan or a Chiefs fan, unfortunately, but uh, man, it was was two really riveting games. Uh, Both went to overtime. I don't know if that, you know, I was was watching the last game without sound. I don't know if both games in a championship weekend have ever gone to overtime, but... Never happened before. Yeah. Yeah. just insane. Just an insane yeah. uh, couple of games there. Um, for everybody out there, uh, you know, Brad and I are going to be spending because we have two weeks now um, for the Super Bowl. So I think, you know, we'll probably do our, our preliminary thoughts on the Super Bowl, kind of where we're leaning. Uh, we'll save our, our official, uh, you know, predictions uh, for next week and we'll get into some of the, the weird prop bets because I always find those things so interesting and all that. Uh, but, you know, we're going to talk a lot about Rams Saints. We're going to talk a lot about uh, Patriots Chiefs uh, just because there was so much goodness. Uh, in those games, um, again, you know, sorry if you're if you're a Saints fan there because you completely got hosed. But uh, so I guess we can start there, Brad. Um, you know, first let me ask, like, where did you take in the the games? Did you have people over? Were you just solo? What were you doing? Uh, you know, I had buddies. We met up and we were gonna uh, stomp around South Beach, and we did that for a little bit. Uh, it, it was too much of a zoo out there for us. You know, we're old men now, so we said, let's just. Uh, packed this sucker up and take her home and uh, we watched it in the comforts of my place with the sunset and uh, the whole deal very good do you still have that like uh that that giant big screen tv that when we used to oh yeah yeah very nice that thing that what is that an old dlp (laughs) no i don't have that one but i have a giant one yeah (laughs) that sucker man that thing must have weighed three thousand pounds i know i remember you had to change a light bulb once i think like you're like if I remember correctly, because you know, for all the listeners out there, Red and I actually used to work together um, in our mid twenties. That was that was some time though. We were actually joking about that before we got on the air today. Um, yeah, that that TV man, that was the first time I had ever seen HD football. Oh yeah, you know? and it was like the most beautiful thing I had ever seen. And uh, you know, now that's pretty much all we have, right? So yeah. it's wild the way it used to look. Yeah, I remember, I mean, gosh, what would I have been, about 25 or 26 around that time, and, uh, you know, everybody used to go over to one of the houses, but usually we would head over to your house, and yeah. um, and that was, I think, the first time that I saw HD TV, yeah, uh, like yeah. NFL games, and the Sunday t- it was the first time I've experienced the Sunday ticket, because I could just never get it where I live, like, you couldn't get satellite dishes and apartments and all that stuff, so sure. I, I didn't, and I didn't know anybody that had it, so it was, for me, it was either go to the sports bar and, you know, look at a 32-inch screen, you know, across, you know, a restaurant, or I could go to uh, to Brad's place and watch his game. That was, man, that was, those are some good times, man. Those that was some... a good year. I think that was the, mainly the 07 season is when we really got together every single weekend. Yeah. And uh, we'd go ham on donuts. You remember that? What, oh, what was your favorite brand? What did you like? Oh, I would get the, du- the Dunkin' Donuts uh, Boston Creams. Yeah, and, and I would take I would... down handfuls of them. <laughs> 
<laughs> I did, man. <laughs> you would kill those, man. I would. So I'd bring impressive. them over, and then it's like, you know, Brad, by that point, you were like so body for life. I think you were only having like one cheat bite per uh, per week right. at that point. You wouldn't even really eat, uh, you know, go go crazy on a full Sunday anymore. And then like a lot of people are always dieting. So I'd show up with these donuts, and I was the only one ever eating them. <laughs> but at least, you know, that's, a, that's it, a th- what I say. If you're showing up to a dinner party or something, um, bring something that you like to eat. Bring something that yeah, you like no to drink. Kidding. Yeah, and then famously, I know Rocco, uh, our mutual friend Rocco, loves the story. I actually gave myself diabetes on a Sunday. Yeah, he uh, loves that. Yeah, I um, just for the listeners. It was up, impressive. Yeah, I, I took down nine Boston creams on a Sunday, and I had to get blood work. <laughs> <laughs> nine, and I had to get blood work. I think those seriously. I think those donuts are like those particular ones are like a thousand calories. I think I took oh, a nine thousand. Sure. It was like the Michael Phelps pre-swim meal. Yeah, and you had a nice heart flutter from it. <laughs> <laughs> so I showed up, I showed up, I got my blood work done the next way. The doctor called me immediately and it's like, you need to get in here. <laughs> you need to get in here. You That's might be, I think you're dead on your feet. But anyway, yeah. uh, yesterday was, uh, uh, I think day two. So I have three days of hell Ikea furniture building, um, as my family continues to expand. So I had to, uh, I had, I was building, uh, yesterday, but I kind of like had taken out the time. So I, I started early and I kind of finished about halfway through the Rams Saints games, but I, I watched it solo. And I kind of like after I was done, I just kind of sat in bed and just watched because I, I have a I have a big TV in my room, and uh, it was very enjoyable. But all right, man. So uh, so we took in the games. Let's actually get into the game. Um, you know, I was funny. So I was looking at uh, BovadaSportsBook.com today. I was kind of surfing around. And I saw the article that said, you know, the Pats and the Rams were the underdogs. And as has been the case all playoffs, um, the underdogs prevailed. Uh, now, yeah. the reasons behind the, 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 the prevailing of the underdogs we'll get into a little bit later. But I thought that was funny, man. That the underdogs continue to win in the, pre- or, uh, in the postseason. That, isn't that odd? Yeah, that is wild. You know, it's like uh, this home field, which should be an advantage. Uh, it just turns out that it wasn't as important, you know. And the Rams, you know, all they had to do was weather the storm, right? Like they had to get out of that first quarter alive, you know, because yeah. the place was hopping. They had no momentum. And I think McVeigh sensed that, you know, he goes for that fake punt, oh my gosh. which was which was an incredible call. I mean – the balls on that guy because they're kicking from their own twenty, if mm-hmm. I remember it correctly. It was yeah, I think maybe snap on the thirty and, and actually striking the right. ball on, on like the twenty or something like that. You're something exactly right. Around there, something around there, and uh, and and that that changed everything. I think they they drove down and they got a, a few points off that, and uh, it was either like they they weather the storm or they get blown out because that's the way it was headed. And uh, um, boy, I'm, did they come back. I remember, and so you texted before the game. You texted, I think, the screenshot of the of the teaser. You played, you teased uh, the Rams and the Patriots. Um, did and uh, and you won that bet. So good for you. Um, and you. I remember, I, I had looked on Bavada. I think just before, I think the the Rams were still about three and a half point underdogs, yes, if I remember were. correctly. And and when we talked last week, I had. Um, I had I was pretty firm on Rams at least covering, but I was pretty firm on them winning that game. Now again, we'll get into the big call a little bit later. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole just yet, but um, I, I I felt good about the Rams um, because I, what I said last week I, I think prevailed, and I said this again too because your text of the teaser went to a few people, and I said. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I feel good about that because when the Rams, even though the Rams were, I think, were undefeated when they played the Saints, I feel like the Saints were on the up and the Rams were on the down at that point. Right, And right. I feel like the Rams were on their way back up 
um, as I said last week, like they're they're building towards another peak, right? They've hit their valley for the season, but they're they're ramping you back say up. That. Correct. And it the the Saints to that point, uh, weeks one through ten, they were a different team. You know, something happened to them once they faced the Cowboys. Right. And the Cowboys weathered their storm, and they lost that game. And then ever since, they were, they've just been a different squad, you know. Yeah, it's it, it almost like that. It's almost like that Cowboys game. They felt invincible, and then they played the Cowboys, and they felt um, invincible. I don't, you know, they they felt yeah. like you know they just lost some of the the confidence and maybe a little bit of the swagger. Now, yesterday it was it was super interesting. I'm glad you brought up like the first couple quarters because I was watching it, and I think I had even texted like. Rams are looking like a really yeah, in fact I yeah I do remember texting the, that same group this is like you know, the Rams are looking really young they better grow up in a hurry you know yeah. um McVay better figure something out because here's here's what is kind of bothering me about the Rams right now um is look I know they're they're a smart team I talked about how smart they were and they stay in bounds and they're coached well and that's a credit to Sean McVay but golf plays a little tight and yeah. I, I think it maybe comes with him, you know, it's a pressure moment. I get it. And like, as an athlete, believe me, like when I was playing and stuff, I, I was the worst in those kinds of situations. So I, I get it. Right. But you know, when you're, when you're, when you're Jared Goff and you're, you know, maybe not going through your proper mechanics, like you're losing your footwork a little bit here, or maybe you're, you're, you're getting phantom pass rush a, a little there. You kind of get those happy feet, kind of like uh, Peyton Manning had early in his career. And right. you miss a little bit of throws here, and and you don't get that on the other side of the ball. Like Drew Brees is just kind of sitting there taking what the the defense gives him, going down, getting points. And that game was like I think it was thirteen to zero, quick. Yeah, it was. And I said I, I think my wife was in the bedroom with me when I was um, watching that because I think I was still working on some stuff. I said, "Oh my gosh, this has the makings to be like a forty point blowout." Well, that's exactly right. It, it was headed that way. But all the Rams had to do was find a way to just just get something positive, you know, just to not be, you know, down three touchdowns at the half, you know, and, and they made that happen and it completely flipped the game around. And, you know, I, you know, Goff was a little tight. I agree. And it it's just a big moment, man. It's probably the biggest day of his life, you know, and and that wasn't the biggest day of Drew Brees' life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's been there. He'll probably be there again, if assuming he plays some more, which I think he is. But um. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a big moment, big quarter, first quarter. That place was probably on fire, you know? And, and you know, you he said, the, the again, just like what I said, too. I mean, the, the balls on, on McVay to, to run the fake punt there. And let, let's give um, Sean Payton a little bit of credit because he kind of pulled that same move against the Eagles last week. Correct. I don't Correct. think it was as early in the game. I think it was the second quarter. Um, but... You know, McVeigh, it was the right move, and it was the right move when Peyton did it. And um, I remember, you know, again, t- kind of telling my wife, who's who will watch football, but I think she just watches it more so that you know I can have somebody to talk to, <laughs> yes. yeah. So we have, can have some conversation on days like that. But I was like, you know, that is a move where if it doesn't work out and the Saints go up twenty to zero, game over. Yeah, game over, big time. Big and time. Um, you know. Uh, Peyton did that last week. I think it was like fourteen to nothing or something like that when the Eagles were putting it up on the Saints, and it, you know, same kind of it, you know place back in the field. They went for that, but it was the right thing to do, even if it went went out. And that's what I loved about the move is because you know, if it didn't if it didn't work, it would have gotten bad from there, and the McVay would have been hammered. Oh yeah, right. Oh yeah. To have to have the sense of like I need to change this because you can't punt it there and then have the Saints score a touchdown either. Right. You right. know, it, it, it's like it, that was to me like the only move. 
And another thing about that play is the receiver caught the ball behind the line of scrimmage, or not the line of scrimmage, behind the first down marker. And he made the guy miss. He made the guy miss. They almost... And also, that's not a receiver, you know, technically. That's a DB. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, that's a that was a big gamble. So ballsy. And, and so ballsy in a huge moment, man. And I guess the, the, the key to that is no one assumes you're going to do it. You know, why would anyone think you would ever do that? Yeah. So it's not the, it's situational football. That's not the situation to do it, but that's why it worked, man. That's why it was brilliant. That's why it worked. Yeah. They executed it well. The punter threw a great ball. And, uh, you know, to speak more on the coaches, I thought that Sean Payton, you know, if, if you want to start going down the rabbit hole, of the bad call, um, well, well, maybe let's address that. It was a terrible call. Terrible, terrible non-call, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, mean, that, I don't know. Something that – it just – it can't happen. That can't happen, right? Like they, why can't these guys get together and all look at each other and go, hey, that was a penalty. We missed it. Let's throw the flag right now. Like why can't you throw the flag 10 seconds later? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And it's still, I mean – why does it have to be on the spot or nothing? Like, can't they all decide, yeah, that was a total penalty. We have to call it. And then they throw it. I don't get it. I do think that they get some latitude, like, you know, because there's, there's, I think on that side of the field, I could be wrong with this. I know there's at least one judge there that's kind of probably sit, sitting around the pylon at that point. And then I think there might be another judge on that side of the field. Although that person might be looking more towards the offensive line and making sure nobody's like setting screens and all that stuff. But there was a guy looking at it, dude. I saw oh, you know, I, know. I saw this picture. There was a guy staring right at it. <laughs> he was on the side. He was he was looking right at it. And it's like it's the most blatant. Not only is it a pass interference, okay, it just takes the guy out, but it's also a helmet to helmet. So you're not calling that anymore? <laughs> oh dude. It just drives me nuts, man, because he's supposed to be the best you know, professional rests in the world. Yeah. And, uh, and, and they just, they cost the saints, but, but, but that one call didn't cost the saints the game. Uh, Sean Payton should never have been throwing the football anyway. Sean Payton. Let me, let me put a pin in that because I want to address kind of the, the pass interference too here. Um, you know, yes, you, you got to make, you got to make that call. And if the judge on the other side of the field is convinced that he threw something, I know that they have the latitude to throw the flag. It's not like only one guy who's looking at the, the play could throw the flag. Well, um, I know they all can throw it. Right. I mean, they, right, they can all course. do it. They, if they see holding on the offensive line, everybody can throw the flag. You know, that's yeah. why you see like three or four flags go out at some point. So everybody missed it there. I'll say this about that particular play, right? Is um and this is an excuse, but uh, you know I've seen the play a number of times. Um, you know I certainly saw it live, and then you know I've I've been seeing it all all day today. And um, you know they're showing the the play in um, they're showing the play in like slow motion and everything. I remember watching it real time, thinking that was interference. You know, yeah. But when I saw it today in uh, in real time. It's it's interference. It's unquestionable. It should have been called. It's it, no question that should have been called. But I I do it, like the timing was a little bit closer than I remembered it. Watching it in real time a second time later on today. Well, and so it, yeah, go ahead. And and I know in that situation, I feel like the refs in in the history of of the playoffs have always kind of erred on the side of don't call it. In the playoffs with like five minutes left to go in a game, they usually kind of swallow their whistle at that point. And so it was egregious. It should never happen. It's a real bad look. But, um, you know, I, I can understand why it didn't come out. And like I, like I remember watching uh, games, like the, the game's not like it was back in the day, but I remember watching, um, 
gosh, it was one of those early um, Colts versus Patriots. I don't think it was an AFC championship game um, with the Manning versus Brady stuff. I think it might have been a divisional round or something. But I just remember like the the Colts scoring like zero points, and the, the Patriots were mugging the wide receivers all game long. You know. Okay, so I, you know, to that point, I actually like it when you know these guys are able to go out and be more physical. I, that's just for me. I like that brand of football. I think they should be able to to scrap and jar each other for position. I like that. But this this is a, this is something else, right? Oh yeah. That's this is a completely different deal. That's a penalty. And I mean, I think if you ask you ask a hundred people, is that pass interference? And a hundred of them all say yes. Then then that's yep. it. It's truth, right? I mean, yep. I don't think any. I don't think you'll find one person that watch that play and go. Nah, I can see why they didn't throw it. Yeah, even Rams fans, even like Rams homers, even Rams, like, yeah. even Rams fans are like, we we got one there, and yeah. they did, and that's okay. And you know, they they missed they missed Jared Goff's face mask on the other end. True, Do you remember that one? True. So, I mean, does that make it right or wrong? Or, you know, eye for an eye, too wrong to make it right. I don't know, but every team, look, man, every team gets breaks, uh, right? Every team gets breaks. Um, you know, some teams actually kind of get more breaks. I mean, I, I've watched, grown up a Redskins fan. I've seen the Cowboys get so many, so many calls in those moments, right? Not nothing is as egregious as this. I mean, this this could be like the all time worst non call. This uh, make this maybe could be the worst one to ever exist. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it sucks, but like you said, I mean, earlier, if this happened in the second quarter, nobody would be talking about it. Right. Well, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, and, and just like the golf face mask, right. If that didn't happen, you know, would, would we be talking about the golf face mask? Not as much because it wasn't as, as bad, but, yeah. um, you know, it, I mean, th- these things happen and the, the point, you know, that I would make too about the saints is we were just talking about how they were putting it on the Rams to start the game and they let the Rams linger yeah you know they were clearly the team that was the calmer team the more intense team they were dominating and they let him hang around and that's that's just you know I just kept thinking and I was you know admittedly I was kind of rooting for the Rams just because I like McVay not because I you know and and by the way I I dislike Sean Payton so I was actually very happy um, Mm -hmm. to see him upset him and his freaking juicy fruit he's always chomping on yeah. visor did you ever did you see him yesterday like staring up at the jumbotron while the rams were on their drive like on one of their last drives just like, smiling that. he was just smiling like a smug he, he's a turd huh? oh my gosh he's like the he's like the villain in every 80s romantic comedy movie yeah you know you feel like a good quality yeah like he's walking around with like a in like a pink polo with the collar tops and his visor <laughs> yeah. like I, I i cannot stand the guy but He's a very good head coach, um, but you know, sorry, Saints fans. I, I actually like the Saints quite a bit. I love Breeze, but man, just some people. You know how some people just bug you? Yeah, for sure. Peyton Peyton has always been one of those guys for me. Just always bugged me. Maybe, maybe it's because he was uh, affiliated with the Cowboys when I was still rooting hard for the Redskins. That's probably why I'm just probably carrying that like 16 year old bias over. Yeah, or maybe it was that Bounty Gate deal. Wasn't he the you know an orchestrator of that? Yeah, and you know, it, at, at a it's it always it always bothers me bothers me too like you know i i understand the emotion behind it but you know when these types of things happen it's always like the worst thing in the world like oh how could they do this how could they do this to me how could they do, do this to me um but you know when you're on the other side of it and you get some calls that go your way just like oh well that's how the game works you know it, it's always that um and i'm not calling him out specifically i'm just talking about people in general it's like, you know, this stuff happens, you know, and yeah. you have to be able to rebound from it. Unfortunately, the, the Saints weren't really in a 
Well, I shouldn't even say that because they went to overtime and they threw in a pick in overtime. Yep, yep. So they, you know, they had their chances. You know, that wasn't the only. You know, it went a long way, I guess, in them not winning. But but they had they had plenty of chances. They did have plenty of chances, and that um, that overtime interception uh, that they threw. You know, it's um, they, it, right before that. I think the the officials gave them kind of a really dicey pass interference penalty but like they were just trying to kind of make up for the for what they had just done to him um because there was some hand fighting and they got like a like a key first down or something i think like one or two plays later the, the interception uh-huh. happened all right everyone if you like my show you are going to love all of the shows on the collider network on podcast one the youtube channel turned podcast network has everything for your pop culture needs check out collider sports jedi council one-on-one with christian harloff Movie Trivia Showdown, Movie Talk, and so much more. Check out the Collider Network every week on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Uh, what about uh, Zerline, though? Greg the Leg, man. Those two, those yeah. talk about balls, McVay's balls. How about the kicker, man? Yeah, man. McVay had a big brass set on him yesterday, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And, the, and, and the, that kicker looked dialed in, dude. He, he had no fear, man. And he split the uprights and he fucking. Oh, excuse me. No, nah, don't worry. Yeah. Sorry. And he went, he was all, he was prime, dude. That guy had ice in his veins for sure. Yeah. He kicked that one that tied the game. Um, and it looked like it was just about to go out, um, wide right. And it just like tailed right back in. Yeah. And the, my wife and I were both watching that. We're just like, did you, like, did you just see that? What, what, what is the physics behind that kick? Yeah. How does that work? A 57 yarder in overtime to send you to the Super Bowl right down the middle. Right down the middle with about 10 yards to spare, too. Yeah, I know. And as bad as this season has been for kicking. Right, You right. know, finally. And then we'll get to it a little bit later, but um, Butker in, uh, in Kansas City sent in that game to overtime. That wasn't easy. I think it was a 39-year field. Boom, right down the middle. I love yep. when I see those, those kickers in pressure situations just like – you know, you would if the upright if the um if the middle of that upright extended up from the crossbar, I both of those kicks would have hit the middle. I mean, they were they were just perfect. Just perfect. Yeah. Yeah. What about Todd Gurley, man? Another thing I was looking on uh, Bavada is the like Gurley and Mahomes are supposed to have the biggest games uh yesterday, but Gurley, man, he just kind of disappeared. And I think I might have even texted this too. It's like Gurley didn't come to play. I know I said it um out loud. I don't know if I texted it to you, but he looked he awful, had a bad man. day. He had a horrible day. What was going on with that guy? He had a couple of key drops, right? Yeah. He, he one, just was not ready. Yeah, he wasn't ready. You're right. It was weird. Yeah, and you know, I another again, you gotta credit McVeigh for this. Like, you know, somebody who this is like a classic again, just knowing Washington and, and how they work. <clears throat> a Washington head coach would never bench Gurley there because he knows, yeah. you know, he knows what what he would have to deal with after the game. McVeigh knew the right thing at that point was like, dude, this guy is not dialed in today. Let's go to C.J. Anderson. That's right. a, that's a ballsy move. That is a ballsy move. But but let me tell you this, you know, maybe they're a, a, a better team than than we think because they're able to win when their best uh-huh. player has an awful day. Mm-hmm. And golf. You know? I mean, golf had a chance to end the game. He had like a swing route or something. I, I remember Reynolds was was running up the field. He could have hit him in stride and gotten in the end zone. There was another time, I think, towards the end of the game where he could have hit Robert Woods, and Woods had nothing but green pastures in front of him, threw yep. a little bit high. So golf was wasn't even dialed in, right? And they they found a way to win. They found a way. The defense kind of, you know, weathered the storm, like you were saying, Brad, to borrow a phrase, and uh, and made it happen. Um, you know made all those long drives into field goals, kept the Rams in. Hey man, hats off to the Rams. It really sucks that it came down to a uh, to a missed 
um, a really egregious missed pass interference call. But, you know, maybe if uh, Peyton didn't put in Taysom Hill at quarterback on the goal line, you know, every chance yeah, that he got. Yeah, I know got, you hate that move. When is it a good move to, to, uh, to take out Drew Brees? When is it a I don't know. Move? I don't know why, what the strategy is behind that. I think it's kind of ridiculous. And I don't even know. Like, I didn't go back. I don't know if that actually cost him points. I don't think it did. But, you know, even if it was one time um, where they kicked a field goal instead of gotten a t- getting a touchdown, that's, that's the difference in the game, man. That's the difference in the game. Don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand the rationale either. Oh, my gosh. It drives me nuts. Anyway, yeah. um, let me make sure. I, uh, I'm looking at my, all my notes here. Yep, I got the uh, I got my complaining about Sean Payton out of the way. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's pretty much the only one I wanted to get to. Uh, let's move it over to the Pats. So uh, Bavada had uh, the Pats as three point dogs. Um, you know, honestly, last week, Brad, when we talked about this game, uh, you and I were kind of leaning towards the Pats there. I know you took the Pats, and I decided to change my pick to the Chiefs just so that I could have the chance to catch you. But right. you know, um, you know that that's the way I was leaning to. I actually thought the Chiefs. You know, I, I had a projected Chiefs win by three, so I kind of had it on the push line. and said, "Hey, if, it, if it's a push, I'm going to go towards the Pats," um, which would have made us, you know, three and one for the for the postseason when we agree. Um, you know, tough game, tough game for the Chiefs. Uh, it was another one of those things where, it, you know, it kind of started out the same way. It felt like the 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 Patriots were just abusing the Chiefs to start out the game, but you look up at halftime, it was like fourteen to seven or something. It's like, how was this game fourteen to seven? Yeah, I don't know if you caught the box score, but uh, the Patriots just dominated the game by by way of stats, time of possession, first downs. I think it was like 30-something first downs to 18 for the Chiefs. I mean, they, they were just all over them in every phase. It was, it was almost surprising that the game went to overtime. It was, but, you know, Mahomes, I'll say this about Mahomes, man. This dude, this... It, yeah, I was just talking about how golf got a little bit tight. Mahomes didn't get tight. Like he looks like I mean, maybe maybe the first series or two he had some he had some like misses, but the the Chiefs were out. I think like three and out at the first couple of drives. Uh, Mahomes settled in, had the comeback, was able to get them back down the field to score the the, the field goal at the end of the game. It, I, he really impressed me more than anything, Brad. What do you think about he's that? He's awesome. Yeah, he's really awesome, dude. I like his his body language, man. It's just a baller, and he's just incredible. Yeah, I was, again, I mean, I, I can't say enough about the Chiefs. I was rooting for them yesterday, too. Um, but, you know, there were there were a couple of key things. Like, one thing I noticed was that, you know, I thought that Eric Berry coming back and being able to kind of match up on Gronk was going to be a big difference maker for the Chiefs in the Chiefs' favor. But every time there was a big catch that needed to happen, it was like Gronk just took the ball out of Berry's hands. Like, Berry would be in position and Gronk made the play. Did you Did yeah. you see that? Yeah, Gronk had a big day, man. Came up huge. Yeah, and uh, Brady did not look, you know, sharp. He threw that that red zone interception. Yeah. Um, you know, it, from like the two yard line or something like it was. It was almost like a <laughs> like a Russell Wilson esque when they played in the Super Bowl years ago. I mean, he, he that's a big mistake that he made. Yeah, bad throw. Um, and then you, you look at another one. It, it's almost like I thought like the. Um, with the Rams and Saints game is like the 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 refs started asserting themselves more, or I should I should say he, they didn't insert them assert themselves enough towards the end of the game. It seemed like the Pats and Chiefs game like the the refs were almost like a focal point of the game, which is not what the NFL wants. But you had that big um, diddy or didn't he um, catch it ball with uh, yeah, the or the fumble the fumble it was Edelman Edelman sorry yeah Edelman yeah that was a wild one too man and. Whew. I, I, I've seen that 18 times, and I still don't know. 
So here's my here's my thing about that, right? And this is my uh, my river run. Like you never know what you're going to get with this guy in, in New York. Um, last year, when the Patriots um, were playing the Eagles, Alshon Jeffrey caught a, a touchdown pass. It was a crucial touchdown pass, um, and he caught it. Got two steps down, hit the ball. The ball moved on the ground. And this is before the the 2018 rules took effect. This is 2017 uh-huh. rules, right? The ball moved in the Super Bowl last year, and all throughout the regular season, all throughout the years before, that ball, it moved. It was not a catch, right? He yeah. caught the ball, yeah, in 2018, is it a catch? Yes, under the new rules. That was right. not a catch. And it goes to the booth, and River Owens just like, yeah, touchdown. It's like, what? What? Yeah, I know. I remember that. That and, one bothered me, too. And so um, this time, right, the, the call is a fumble on the field. And you saw it. We were texting immediately, and I said, that ball hit his left thumb. And you said, no, it didn't touch the thumb. And then I saw the other angle. I said, okay, Brad, you're right. But what I'm not clear on, um, I don't think it hit his arm either. What I'm not clear on is whether or not that ball might have touched his fingertip. But yeah, this is, right. and and you could debate that into the end of time, right? Kansas City will say yes, Kansas City fans say yes, and Patriots fans will either say no or you know who cares? We got the call and we won, you know. But mm. my point is like, what's this guy in New York doing? Like, I feel like ever since um, that dude went to, I can't remember the guy that pre- uh, preceded him, but he's a Fox analyst now. Ever since he left and River Run got that job, it's just been like the Wild West. I don't know I what. Know. It's like it's he's worse. flipping a coin back there. I know. I know. How can one person? It's, it's getting worse. It is. I, right? I feel like we keep talking about mistakes these guys are making. I don't know. Maybe we see too much now because of replays, right? But, but that's, that's the point, though, is like they're, I, they're, uh, in, they're, in, they're in place to make sure this stuff doesn't happen. And you know, the penalty, I get it. That's not a reviewable call. Um, and maybe it should be, you know, given how blatant that, that was. But, you know, the, the, the fingertip one... I have to say, like, how do you overturn that? Yeah, it is wild, right? It, you'd think they, they didn't have enough evidence, so they'd have to keep the call. Uh, you know, another thing that bothers me is why can't muff punts be uh, yes. advanced? What What is that rule? It's kind of stupid. I don't stupid. understand that. It's, but, but is that new? Like, no. I, I feel like, no. But, but it's a fumble, so why can't it be advanced? I don't understand that at all. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't like that either. I mean, if uh, if now if the receiver catches it and they force a fumble and return it, that's allowable. But a muffed punt isn't. I guess maybe they the the I don't I don't really know this. This is just me kind of like why would that be the case? I guess maybe it's because in a punt return you have like six of the opponent bearing down, so maybe they consider okay. that a non-competitive play. I really okay. don't know. But I but again, you know, if 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 he catches it, takes a step, fumbles it. Then you can return that for a touchdown, and it's okay. Like, eh, what? Yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't love that, but you know, whatever. I, I, the, but the 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 overturning the call, it's like, you know, you're not supposed to be you're not supposed to be doing that, River Run. You're not supposed to be doing that. I don't like it, but you know, it is what it is. And then you know, the the Chiefs. It, I'll say, man, another thing about the the Patriots, right, and how great they are. I was texting my brother because <clears throat> my brother, ever since the. Um, um, yeah. Uh, what was the first time the the Patriots cheated? Was it the uh, the film, the Mangini thing, and they were filming yeah. practices? Ever since then, my brothers labeled them as cheaters and just you know vehemently roots against uh, New England. You know, I don't, I don't really, I don't really care about that so much. Deflategate, I don't really care about that so much. If it was, if Deflategate was such a big deal, why did the NFL let them play an entire half? You know, yeah, right. before before cracking down, it was like completed tra- entrapment. It was stupid. I don't really care about that. Um, 
But the Patriots, they just are just smarter than everybody else. Yeah, they are. They're and they're just, so disciplined. Yeah. They and really I was are. looking at the, the the clock was counting down. And I looked at it, and every single time, and it's a crucial situation, playoffs, regular season, whatever. Every single time, five minutes left in the fourth quarter, the Patriots have all three timeouts. I know they're just smarter. That's the best way to put it. They're just smarter. They're de- they're and, disciplined. They never do anything uncalculated. It's inc- it's incredible. And I'll, uh, the um, so the, you, it, Brad, did you ever see the? Uh, I think it was a football life, but it was Bill Belichick. It was a two part series, Belichick. Uh, um, I did see that. Wait, didn't we watch that together? We might have. We might was have. Was that the one with the with the Bill Parcells? No, no, no. Part? It was another one. It was years ago, and I don't know if it was. Uh, it might have just been. Um, it was called Do Your Job. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember, it might not have been a football life, it might have just been a special, but there was one line that Belichick had in there um, during uh, preseason, he was screaming at his team, you know, there's no shortcuts to fitness. And that one, like, resonated with me, because, you know, Brad, you and I you and I work out, and you know that, you you know, you get out what you put in in the work. Yeah. But the Patriots, I was watching in overtime, and I was just watching the, the Chiefs defensive line, I'm thinking, they have no shot. Because they're just gassed, man. And and the Patriots' offensive line was steamrolling them. Um, they they have superior intelligence. They have superior tactics, generally speaking, the Patriots do, and superior fitness. And that goes a long way. Like, you might not have the most talented people, but if you have those things, your mm-hmm. tactics, your fitness, your discipline, like, on the field, that goes a long way, especially in the playoffs where it's like the pressure's ratcheted up. If you're just like, just keep plugging away, just keep plugging away, take yeah. one down at a time. And they do, man, and it works out. And uh, th- Which brings me to my point about the Chiefs. A freaking neutral zone infraction. Oh, man. That was the worst penalty of the year. That worst was the, penalty biggest, of the year. Mista- biggest mistake of the year. I cannot believe it. And the game was over, and the guy, how, and, and, and it's funny, too, because I just went, you know, talked glowingly about the Patriots discipline. The Patriots actually had one, I think, on the following possession. Same thing, neutral zone infraction. But, like, how is a defensive lineman in that moment? How can I you not know, how can you not know what ball, yard man. line? I don't know. He's right over the ball. How do you do that? Kansas City, two weeks. What They're going to be watching the Super Bowl. Actually, they're probably not because they're going to be sick over it. It's because yeah. some dork lined up a, a, a yard too. He was, he was cheating a, a yard too much. Some idiot. How do you do that? Uh, I don't know, man. That, and, that, was, that was the worst one of the day. That was, and um, you know, it's a heartbreaker for Chiefs fans. And like, I, I, um, you know, I don't, I don't like the Chiefs. You know, I don't, I don't really like the Patriots. I don't, I mean, I don't dislike them. I just like watching football. Um, but I'll say, like the the fan base in Kansas City, they haven't been to a Super Bowl since like Super Bowl three or something, uh-huh. right? And it's just like, man, like it would be nice for that for that fan base. Sometimes I just think like it would be nice for the fan base to. I thought about this when the Red Sox won the World Series again, you know, and they did that three to zero comeback all those years ago, the mm-hmm. famous one. And I remember thinking, like, it would be so nice. And I thought about this for the Chicago Cubs, like, a couple years ago. It would be so nice if these fan bases can win a Super Bowl. And that's kind of how I was feeling. So I'm kind of bummed, you know, for those Kansas City, those diehard fans, that it really means a lot to them. Because they should have been in the Super Bowl, man. They had the interception. Um, The offense had turned it on um, by the end of the game. And if I think if that coin flip and overtime had gone the other way, I think Kansas City would have won the game. Yeah, and, you know, uh, there's a lot of uh, promise for Patrick Mahomes, obviously. But... Who knows if you ever get back there? Maybe yep. he doesn't get back there, right? I mean, Marino, yeah, Marino, eighty-four Super Bowl, never got back again. 
I mean, Aaron Rodgers, we've been saying, is the best quarterback in the league. He hasn't been back since 2010. Yep. So he may never get back either. Yep. You know? And probably won't if you look at the makeup of the team now. Probably won't. Right. Probably won't. You know, because, like, what are they going to do? They're, are they going to be better than Breeze and the, the current Saints over the next no, two or three years? It doesn't look that way. Or the Rams or, or the Rams. even Chicago. In Chicago, yeah. If Chicago, if Trubisky can, can take a step forward um, this year. I mean, think about that. If Chicago um, now they lost Fangio uh, on defense, so I think that's actually going to. I think Chicago is going to take a significant step back next year, but maybe they won't. Um, yeah. And if Trubisky can take a step forward, maybe the defense can't take a step back, and you know, and Trubisky, you know, be able to carry them and, and add maybe another four points to their average, or three points to their average. That's huge. That's huge, yep. man. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, very uh, very interesting week games, and um, which brings me kind of the, to the Super Bowl, and you know we can we can kind of move off. Although I kind of have a feeling to know where you're going. I was looking up Avada today, two and a half points. Uh, it's Patriots minus two and a half uh, versus the Rams. Um, if you had to make a pick today, Brad, where would it be? Oh, Patriots for sure. Yeah, I've I've already put I've already um, I've taken all the money in my my uh, <laughs> my Bavada account, I've taken all that money and put it on the Patriots already. No, I'm going to do the exact same thing. Yeah, it's um, – mm-hmm. it, I just – I don't see how Goff beats Belichick. Uh, I don't I don't either. Uh, there's nothing that would lead me to think that would happen. You know, this is – Belichick – now, I could see how Mahomes can beat Belichick, and I saw that beforehand in the game. I could see that. I can't see how Goff will be able to outfox Bill Belichick. I can see – let me say this. I can see how McVay – can outfox Belichick. Mm. That I could see happening, but mm. I don't see the execution. Todd Gurley couldn't even show up to the NFC Championship. Now, I think he's going to be like a man possessed, but you know you know the Patriots are going to come out. They're going to say, okay, beat us, Jared Goff. Um, and I don't think that he can. I think Gurley will probably get some yardage. I think he'll come back. He'll be motivated. His head will be in the game. I think he'll, be, I think he'll rebound, but I just don't see Goff. I think he'll you know, miss receivers here or there. Maybe he won't give them the opportunities for yards after the catch. And, um, you know, Patriots will be patient and they'll take their opportunities. These are two smart teams playing, but they're both very smart. The Rams, I got to give them credit for being smart as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but I thought you would like this. So I was looking around because this is McVay's second season in, uh, in L.A. And so I wanted to go through and I thought, OK, well, who else has won Super Bowls <clears throat> or at least made Super Bowls in their first two years of, uh, of coaching? Right. And so. Mm-hmm. um I knew that uh, I knew that Joe Gibbs had just knowing the history of the Redskins. I knew that Joe Joe Gibbs had. He went to Washington. I think they went eight and eight their first year, and then boom, Super Bowl the next year. And so I went through, and here's the full list for you, Brad. Okay. Um, so there's Don, some guy named Don McCafferty. He's before my time, but he was basically took Don Shula's team and made the Super Bowl. Don Shula had gone to the Dolphins, and then he kind of took it over. Um, Tom Flores for the Raiders. Um, Went there. I just mentioned uh, Joe Gibbs, uh, George Seifert, but you know that's Bill Walsh's team, right? Yep. Uh, Barry Switzer, but you know that's Jimmy Johnson's team. Yep. Interesting one, uh, Brian Billick, um, mm. but that was all defense. You can't really say Brian Billick took them there. Uh, but on the other hand, would you give Nagy um, the you know for taking the Bears' defense and, and just putting some offense in there? You can make the argument that Billick, you know did awesome there mm-hmm. uh you have who else who else who else um john gruden which we knew of in tampa but that was Don- T- tony dungy's team he just basically came in as the offensive coordinator effectively um tomlin got there in two years which i thought was interesting mm. doug peterson got there in two years mm. and did this last year which mm. i found very interesting and then there's one other name on this list here brad 
Bill, okay. Bill Belichick. Mm. New England. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. So this is I, I, I kind of teased this last week when we were kind of looking at like all the different possible matchups, you know, the Chiefs and the and the Saints and like you know how how there's not a bad storyline. It kind of brings me to McVeigh versus Belichick. You have the greatest head coach of all time. Um, I don't even know how you could dispute that or debate that at right, this point. Right. Um, so. You know, there, there's just no more debate um, versus yeah. the new kind of brainiac head coach. I'm looking forward to it, man. I, like I want, I can't wait. I don't think this is going to be much of a game. Um, I'm sure my analytics will actually disagree with this, as they have with the Patriots every single pick of the playoffs. I haven't run the analytics. I'll do that next week. I'll do the daily fantasy stuff next week. Um, but I'm looking forward to tactically seeing what kind of play calls McVay has out there. You know, I yeah, want to see yeah. the plays. Yeah, it's going to be amazing, man. We'll see what the, the boy wonder can do against the the old genius, huh? Yep, 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 yep. So anyway, I think we can call that an episode, Brad. You good with that? I'm good, brother. Yeah, so let's. Uh, so next week, again, everybody, we're going to get into a little bit more of the analytics. We're going to get into a lot of the prop bets. Um, we're going to get into um, uh, Brad and I have that auto slash bet <laughs> that, we, that we're going to get to. Who's going to win that? Brad is winning by a, a big margin. Hopefully, I can close the gap in the next week. Um, there's yeah, there's going to be a lot of good stuff about the Super Bowl and about the actual matchup in the game of the Super Bowl, like who, what player personnel and all that stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, so uh, I think, uh, once again, I want to thank Bavada. Um, I want to uh, to thank Podcast One, as always. And uh, everybody out there, I know this isn't an NFL week to get paid, but, uh, but keep an eye out. We'll be loaded up for next week, so looking forward to talking then. 